know, what an honor it is of ours. It's a revelation that God's allowed us to, to receive. The power that's invested in that name, the power of the cross. You know, the scriptures taught us each and every one of us has got a cross, a cross that must be bared. And so the greatest trophy that you and I can bring into him on that day is the cross. The cross that you and I had to bear. Because the only way that I'm ever going to have a trophy of any size or number is because I was willing to cling to that old rugged cross. Was clinging to that old rugged cross. There'll be times when the cross just won't let you go certain places and do certain things. You know, the scriptures taught us where much is given, much is required. As we was praying for some today that came to me, I just wonder if God was, we believe and we want miracles. There's a price with those miracles. When you go to your normal doctor, it causes such and such, right? But when it's beyond his limits, he says, hey, I'm going to have to send you to a specialist. And most of the time, if not all the time, it costs more. Sometimes even double. You know what? I believe God wants to give us miracles, wonders, and signs. But he's going to give it to them that's willing to pay the price. Because as much is given, much is required. And so with these miracles and wonders and signs and visitations and revelations... The demonical world and the demonical forces is going to war against us in a manner, in a way, like you never dreamed. But I pray, God, you help us bear the cross. You help us finish the race. You help us fight the good fight. And maybe some of those fights we don't feel we're winning. But sometimes just fighting the good fight. I'm not crawling out of the ring. I'm not changing managers. <laughs> I'm not changing to get, go in a different fight, looking for an easier way. But thank God for this beautiful truth. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. So good to see you all in the house of the Lord today. Come to worship and magnify Jesus Christ and to give him glory. God bless you. You may be seated. What did I say? <laughs> Amen. Anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> ah. Amen. Sanders, good to see you this morning. God bless you. Always good to see you come in the house of God with us. Praying for you and believing for you. Man, not only for the healing, but for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the power of God. Good to see each one of you. Some, amen. Good to see you come and 
Amen. To be a part of this service and join with us. Appreciate our Sunday school department. Let them go back. Appreciate all of our students and the teachers. God would bless them. Let's give them a good hand this morning. What a responsibility that lays upon the shoulders and the heart and the spirit of our teachers. Having just, in a sense, a few moments to try to impart the word of God into our children's hearts and souls and minds to get them grounded and established at a young age. Indoctrinated so that they won't be, you know, misled. Amen. Or drawn away or deceived in the world that we're living. Man. But thank God for this apostolic truth. Amen. Thank God for this born-again experience that we have enjoyed. Anybody excited about being born again? Of the water and of the Spirit. Speaking in that new heavenly language with that Jerusalem ring to it. Amen. Introducing unto us a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. That's how the writer put it. That's how the chief, I guess you would say at that time, that's how he wrote about it. Amen. The apostle Peter. What an exciting time to be living for the Lord. Amen. Part of this great truth and experience of God in our lives. There's nothing like it. And again, I can use that same what we just mentioned uh, 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 earlier about where much is given, much is required. And God gave us the Holy Ghost to do what? To be a witness. To be a witness of it. How it to flow through us. To demonstrate the power of it, the authority of it. Amen. To live an overcoming life and a victorious life. Made an overcomer by word of our testimonies that's how it's written in one place amen this is worth testifying about this is worth talking about man that's the reason we want to walk this way talk this way live this way lie to others that we're not confused we know amen not only who to worship but how to worship him amen the place to worship him Man, all these were questioned by some that even questioned the Messiah about it. Amen. But God, amen, the God, the Father, the spiritual is looking, amen, for such to worship him in spirit and in truth. Man, I'm thankful this morning for the pathway or the way of truth. Amen. And once you've tasted and experienced this great truth, hallelujah, there's no greater liberty then the truth, amen. Truth is what, what? Sets you or makes you free. Man, there's been people, amen, that's been accused of crimes. And then because of different reasons, they got another court date. And amen, they got a new court date. They found out they wasn't guilty. They come up with the evidence proving them innocent. I'm sure what a day that was for them in the natural Amen. Maybe been in prison for years or, you know, a number of years. And all of a sudden, 
Amen. They get to change their garments. They're not held or bound down. They get to see their names, amen, being washed again and their reputation being brought back to them. Oh, hallelujah. I thank God for that born-again experience on this Sunday morning. Amen. That the old man has died. Amen. A new man has been resurrected. And the old is passed and put under the blood. Amen. And it don't have the power or the authority or the right to dictate my life from that point on. The blood of Christ and the touch of Jesus in our lives. You must be born again. Not pulling any punches by any means. But this is a commandment. It's not an option. It's not a choice. You don't have a choice there. You don't have a choice. This is commandment from Jesus Christ himself. If you and I choose not to believe this, if you and I choose to uh, try a different avenue, well, the very one that taught us this, and it was written down, recorded by, be the very one that we'll face and try to debate it with him. Try to persuade him. Because every soul, every man, woman, boy, and girl, both of the great and the small, is going to stand before him. Amen. And then we'll have the day to see whether or not. But you know what? I just want to take to heart what he said to do. I just want to obey it. I want to gladly receive. Amen. What he told Nicodemus in John 3. Focus verse this morning is found in John 3 and 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, talking about Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except, which could easily be said, unless. Hmm. A man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see. As we study the scriptures out this morning, not only will he not be able to see, but Jesus takes it a step further to expound and explain what he's telling Nicodemus because Nicodemus didn't quite understand what Jesus was trying to say to how to be born again. But now, a man, for him to be able to enter to that kingdom, he's got to be born of the water and of the Spirit. Praise God. Truth about God's God's method of salvation remains unchanged since the passion. It's unchangeable. Truth for my life, I will firmly establish my faith on the apostles' message of new birth. Establish it. We'll ground it. I'm anchored there. I'm unmoving. I'm unchanging. I've experienced it. In fact, a man, this is the only sin. It's when you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, is God has no forgiveness. If I understand the scriptures right, there won't even be an opportunity once you've crossed that line. 
once you made that decision to blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. The reason of that is because there's not a greater witness outside the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is that measure of the Spirit of God. And when God shows up, there's not one greater that can show up. No more than he could swear by any greater than himself when he swore to our father of faith called Abraham. And if we can't be persuaded by God, then who else is there to turn to to persuade us? When his spirit shows up and we reject it, deny it, or refuse to believe it. Later on in the book of Acts, it reveals unto us that once he winked at ignorance, but not any longer. Not since the coming of Jesus Christ. Not since the coming of the Messiah that uh, fulfilled all the prophecies that was written in the Old Testament, both of the Psalms and of the prophets themselves. You and I know that this morning. That's the reason we believe in this Messiah. Even though we have not seen him, we know him. We're familiar with his presence and with his spirit and with his anointing and his heartbeat. Man, we know what it is to sit in heavenly places. And that's not just in a local assembly and gathering, but them heavenly places sometimes can be in your own living room, your own private time of prayer time, riding down the road. When God manifests himself and declares himself unto us, he's not limited. Thank God he's not. Only thing that limits God is evil hearts of unbelief. Even Jesus Christ himself couldn't perform great miracles among his own simply because of evil hearts. They never could, they never could position Jesus Christ from just being that carpenter's son. They never could get beyond that area. A man, but we know his brothers and sisters. We know them. We, I saw him when he, was, when he was being raised up. In fact, I'm sitting in one of those rockers that he helped his daddy build. And he calls himself the Messiah. See, we can always find loopholes if we really don't love it. I believe God's helped me this week in prayer and one thing after another. And the righteous shall be filled. Our responsibility, man, is to live a life and to teach and preach a doctrine that the Unbelieving might be persuaded. The unlearned may be indoctrinated. But any and everybody that has a passion or a desire for righteousness, God's going to see to it that the witness comes by. God will see to it. So, as we look at this situation with Nicodemus, and we watch the unfolding of what transpires and what takes place here in the life of Nicodemus. We're just basically just going to probably, for the most part, just use the scriptures and start with John 3. A man, what unfolds here, I would like to say, a man, when you tie John 3 and 4 together and you watch the, the candidates or the individual that Jesus Christ manifests himself unto declares himself of who he was and what it took a man to 
to attain life and eternal life and the gateway and the pathway to take. Now, the first one is Nicodemus in this third chapter. The writings here of Nicodemus as he questions Jesus, he doesn't deny the fact, but we can tell by the questions and how he approached Jesus Christ himself that he could not deny the fact that Jesus Christ wasn't from God or of God. Notice what is written. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So no doubt this put him a man with that group. Amen. Because Nicodemus was among those Pharisees, which was of a council group of some about 72 with the high priest. These are the ones that were supposed to have the insight, the revelation of the righteousness and God and the way of pleasing God. And so Nicodemus is the one that's coming. And the scriptures must understand that the same came to Jesus by night. Now there's a different opinions about this. And they went from one thing to another. One from maybe fearing the others or his position. And that's possible. Others didn't would come up with the idea that maybe he came because he didn't want to be interfered a man as maybe as much even Jesus Christ in this conversation no doubt Nicodemus and them in the offices they fulfill find themselves busy possibly on a daily basis dealing with humanity dealing with lives dealing a man with souls a man of being saved and redeemed according to their doctrines according to their beliefs and they was always on the lookout a man for others that would come slipping in trying to bring a doctrine, amen, or accuse them, amen, of even of this man called Jesus that you'll read about and study about later on, amen, not particularly in this lesson, but in the Bible itself. If you come, amen, amen, to accuse us of the blood of this man, amen, your doctrine to fill Jerusalem with your doctrine, amen, accuse us for this blood. And so we see these are the things that even Nicodemus, as he, no doubt, we can read all of it the writer didn't put every little detail in there so some of it's left to your own imagination if you want to put it that way but we know these are real things that happen because you and I even today in our own personal lives we got to keep our guard up as Peter taught us we got to be vigilant and sober why you got an adversary amen and so believe it or not you can believe one thing all the others and believe in their gods and their way of believing they believe in the same thing there's a reason they looking to Jesus Christ and to you and I as Christians. Some of them calls us a cult. Some of us called us lunatics. Some of us makes mockery of us. Amen. Some thought, well, it'll just die out. But you and I both know as Gamal got this right. If it's of God, do you think you can stand against God and the truth of God? And no more than anybody else or anybody of the sound of my voice. No more could those, amen, that Gamal was talking to on that day. Neither can anybody today. It's truth and truth of long and being born again is the only thing that's going to get us out of this world unto a place called heaven to a place called eternal life well, I feel something this morning I'm not sure just what but but this this truth is to be so cherished so appreciated it's not to be handled uh, lightly. It's not with negligence. That's the reason Peter writes unto us, not to let it slip. Come on, we, we can't afford to let it slip. 
our own lives. And, and what about the generations coming up behind us? You and I can see this. It's, we're not blinded to this. We, we're watching it unfold right here in our nation from every denomination there, there is. We can all say what we want to, but a lot of them's not we're nowhere near what they used to be 50 years ago. And we're not exempt as one God Pentecostal people if we're not careful. And all it takes is letting the guard down. All it takes is saying, well, it, it's really, you know. But you've got to remember those voices. It's constantly trying to broaden it, rearrange it. You'd be surprised at some that's slipping away to the point that they don't even preach the essentiality of the baptism of the Holy Ghost any longer. And even of the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as God gives the utterance. Okay, I'm not going to try and help no rabbits here, so let's watch this. So he came to Jesus. Now watch what he acknowledges and said unto him, Rabbi, which means master or teacher. We know. Now, we know. Nicodemus talking about himself and possibly uh, the majority, if not all, of this council. I don't know if he had agreement with from them or not or if they had agreed for him to come to question Jesus. But the Pharisees, you'll find throughout the ministry of Jesus Christ, both the Pharisees and the Sadducees gave Jesus more trouble. <laughs> Even the demonical forces didn't give Jesus the trouble that the Pharisees and Sadducees did. The demonical for the forces would confess and call him the Son of God, call him the Messiah. When the Sadducees and Pharisees and the Jews denied him and rejected him. So that tells me that carnality and flesh can do us more harm than even demonical forces. Wow, think about that one. People, a man that's walking in error, not walking in the fullness of truth that stands behind pulpits pulpits and stands or leads a man. I tell you, Jesus said the blind leading the blind. And there's no way that you and I can actually lead anybody until we're born again. Because revelation comes through Jesus Christ. The letter killeth, the spirit gives life. The Holy Ghost is the greatest comforter and the greatest guide you'll ever have to lead you into all truth. It's greater than any pastor you'll ever have. It's greater than any evangelist you ever be introduced to. I'm telling you like it is. The spirit of truth will never lie to you. The spirit of truth is always telling you the truth. That voice that you listen to, sometimes it just do you good. Just obey it. Don't worry about it. Amen. Don't run to the pastor and run to the evangelist and run to your next neighbor or run to this and then that one. When you know it's the spirit of God and the truth of God and the letter backs it up and the spirit agrees with it, you don't need any other witnesses. You don't need any other powers or authorities. It doesn't matter what grandma done and grandpa done and what everybody else done this trumps everything else it trumps all of the witnesses it trumps all of the voices there's none no greater than the voice and the witnessing power of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God this is the greatest comforter and greatest God that you and I have ever got and it's not a time to reject it and, and callous and get callous against that voice it's a time to open our hearts and open our ears and hear what it's got to say 
We're so blessed to be earthen vessels to have this heavenly treasure. So Nicodemus acknowledges that uh, it came from God. He wouldn't acknowledge him as God. He wouldn't acknowledge him as the Messiah. I don't know. Scripture don't let us know that if Nicodemus was there when Jesus was only 12 years of age. And whenever he had went to the tabernacle, the synagogue, he went there. And at 12 years of age, he had astounded those that was doctrine. I'm sure there were some there. Possibly Nicodemus. I don't know that. But I tell you what, he knew about him and he had heard about him. He knew enough about him, a man, that no man could do the miracles that you're doing except God be with him. He understood that. He recognized that there was a power and authority with this man that was not with him or with his counsel. Okay? So for these purpose or reasons, he makes his way to Jesus Christ and begins to question him. Now, remember, Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. He knows every thought and every intent. He knew as even when Nicodemus came before him on that particular night, what he was coming, looking for, coming to hear. And so you can see that really Jesus cuts through, and we don't know how much is allowed to have been recorded here. But I tell you what, people that question this right here, you know what, there's enough written in this right here to save you. And if this can't save you, then nobody can be saved. If you live what this is instructing us and what we ought to do, as it puts it sometime, and we fall in love with his commandments and keep his commandments, I'm telling you what, if that don't save us, you won't question it. Once you've experienced and walk in the beauty of the power of it, you won't question it. You'll know yourself. You won't second guess it. That's the reason the apostles didn't have no problem dying. That's the reason they had no problem even man, being crucified for this. Amen. Because the sting of death had been taken out. They knew that death had been conquered because there was one living on the inside of them who was going to live forever. And they knew by him and through him, amen, they was going to live forever. And I'm telling you, let's go right back to that again. That's one of the greatest things that you and I can have. You could take your special forces. And one of the one things and greatest they try to put in special forces, amen, that they won't fear death at whatever cost. They're willing to shoot and fight, amen, until there's not one ounce of breath left in their bodies. And so that's the same way you and I got to be as soldiers of the kingdom of God, amen, because of Jesus Christ self-taught us, amen, to fear him, amen, that can do what? To destroy the body and the soul, but not to fear that would only destroy the body. I'm telling you, false doctrines and mankind, all they can do is destroy your body. But there's only one that can destroy your soul. And that's God, the creator himself, that breathed into our nostrils. And hey, let us become that living soul. And so that's what's got to be reborn in us again, is that living spirit that's going to live forever. Because we lost it in the garden. We lost it. And so now we've got to have it rebirth in us. Born again. So, as he works with Nicodemus, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The scales will not drop, the, the revelation of it. I'm going to say this. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to just say this. People that want to cause a lot of trouble and questioning from the standards to the one God message, the, the, uh, the must, 
of baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and they claim the Holy Ghost, I question their Holy Ghost experience is the first thing I question. Because some can claim they got it. And never did. And it is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, church, it is impossible to get a true revelation and a true love for this without the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. That girds us and strengthens us. It's not by our power and might, but it's by his spirit. That will sustain us. It's that that will comfort us through the valleys and climbing the mountains and, and the tests and the trials that may come our way. That's the reason we die daily, and that's the reason we keep the refreshing of the Holy Ghost and the quickening of it in our lives because we become callous to it and deaf ears to it. And after a while, we won't even hear it speaking into our lives because we're feeding the wrong horse. And so, we, we, to, to, to win this battle, to win this race, to follow our apostles. Man, we, we, got, to, we got, to, got to humble ourselves and yield ourselves unto the power of the Holy Ghost, that love. If we never had any desire, Peter writes it this way about the milk as the word of God, as little babes desired the milk, the word. I, I'm, just, I'm trying to just help us. If, if that's never clicked, if, if something never... You know what? I'd go back. I'd go back to that old altar. I'd go back. God, I know I've got to be adopted. I know I've got to be born again. Your adoption, see, amen, is actually biological. Amen, amen. That's the reason little grandchildren. I can't, I can't make it off of just goodness. I can't make it off of just having a head knowledge of it. I can quote all the one God messages, all the scriptures in that Bible. I can tell everybody about the plan of salvation. But if I hadn't experienced it for myself, then I'm still in need. Amen. Watch this. Amen. Because somebody mentioned today about John the Baptist, amen, having the Holy Ghost. But John the Baptist, it was a different, that's a Spirit of God, but it wasn't the way that you and I receive it. How do you know that? Because he told Jesus, I have need to be baptized of you. And that was both of the water and the Spirit of the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. So I'm, what I'm trying to tell you, oh, there's all one Spirit and it works together. But there's something about the Spirit, amen, and after the bearing of the cross that we sung about this morning. And after that cross, that's the reason, amen, a lot of people want to jump, amen, to the to the uh, the man who's on his right. He cried out and he said in paradise, you be, he didn't have to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was there. He didn't have to have a Messiah. The Messiah was there. The high priest was there. The bishop of the soul. The one that had the keys. The one that had the right. The one that says okay. But after his departing and resurrection and from the day of Pentecost and from that day on this dispensation of grace amen. We must be born again of the water and of the spirit and that's the doctrines of Jesus Christ and that's the words of Jesus Christ and nobody and nobody nobody. I don't care if he's a high priest. We live in a world today and even most of your universities, especially religion, are Catholic. But yet Catholic has taught and brought forth doctrines of devil. We'll talk about that on Wednesday nights, a couple of Wednesday nights from now, to a certain degree. Man, I ain't being ugly. I'm just telling you like it is. So goes from that, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Okay, 
what's happening here? Carnal, the natural man. You can't expect to see things and have revelation as long as you're just in carnality and walking in the natural man. Remember what the scripture said about carnality? Carnality is hostile against God. There's always that resistance. Our carnality has not been raptured. Our carnality, this earthen vessel, amen, you got to still deal with it. That law of sin, that spirit of law of sin is still there. But thank God for another law, the law of the spirit. And by this law, we have the choice and the option of finding the help we need to live the life. But without that spirit, it's impossible. Even if we conform ourselves and we, we dress it, we can dress it to the T. We, we got some that outdress us. Far as external appearance. But they haven't been born again because they haven't been taught to be born again. There's some of the worst, amen, against speaking in tongues and, and against, amen, the Holy Ghost. But that's just conforming themselves. And so your self-righteousness is as what? As filthy rags. So the righteousness that a man or a soul is looking for is the righteousness of God. And the only way that you and I can attain and see and enter to this kingdom of righteousness, amen, we must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Now hear me, amen. Somebody called me this week and dealing with somebody, and they're not even from here. They're thousands of miles away, amen. But, uh, but uh, I have to understand, amen, unless you're dead, Unless he's died, you don't bury men that's alive. They got to die. So it don't matter how they're baptized. If they ever truly died and penit, it does no effect. That don't matter if it's in the name of the fathers or in the son of the Holy or in the name of Jesus. It has no effect. The man's got to die before you bury him. There's no way you can come up in newness of life without dying first. You have to die out to sin, the power. The luring powers, the lust of it. And then you got to stay on top of it. Come on, Paul, Paul, Paul got that right. I, I tell you all the time, that one translation, beat himself black and blue to keep himself under submission, under subjection to the call and the election of God and walking upright and holy and doing the things that's upright and pleasing in the sight of God. Amen. Why? Because this old nature. And then you got the spirits of the world. You got the spirit of iniquity. And you got all of these other doctrines and all of these others. Amen. That's one thing that's so dangerous about even us as Pentecostals and oneness. Look around. Look around at Pentecostal. Fifty years ago, if you said Pentecostal, that was all very small, minute people. And they would, you, could, you, could, you could pick them out. You could separate them. Even the Trinity. You could separate them from everybody else. And we was kind of looked down. And the people across the track and all that other. But now today, when you mention Pentecost, you can't even recognize them as Pentecost. So what's happened in the 50 years? The drifting from the doctrines and the, the must of being born again. Even to the point that it's just an extra gift. You can be saved without it. You know, the Holy Ghost is just an extra gift. Explain that to Jesus. Tell that to Jesus. Because either we believe this is the word of God or we don't. And when you believe this is the word of God, where else are you going to go? 
Who else are you going to turn to? Let me tell you something. If you read things in here and God, you know God gave you a revelation, I don't care if I'm preaching something different. You consider me a cursor. You consider me wrong. Even Paul said, as long as I follow Christ. Okay. So, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? But Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say, to the except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. Look at the word spirit. It's capitalized. That's not a spirit of a man. That's a spirit of God. You must be born of the spirit of God. Amen. What? That he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Remember, when you get further over in Paul's writings in Romans, he talks about the kingdom of God. It's not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in what? In the Holy Ghost. That's a part of a kingdom that you and become a part of even here. There's going to be no end to it. A government, a power, there's going to be no end. We were introduced and we're brought into this kingdom. We represent that kingdom upon this earth against all other kingdoms. The kingdom of the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of Jesus Christ. And how we walk in the beauty and the power of it. The love of it. That's the reason we can love when others wouldn't love. That's the reason we can take some things that others won't take. Because our help comes from the Holy Ghost. Our strength comes from the Holy Ghost. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Watch this. And I don't have time. I can't go through all the, but, but, but even with Jacob and Esau, I go take you all the way back to the Old Testament. That's the reason Esau had to come under submission to Jacob. That's the reason God said, I love Jacob, but Esau I hate. Esau represented carnality and flesh and all about me and now. Where Jacob was right, even though it's a planner and had to be changed. He knew the birthright and the importance of a birthright. And that birthright, a man of God. I'm telling you, God, you got a right. God promised and joy to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And so you got a right by the word of God. A promise from the word of God to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. To baptize you with his spirit. To make you a new creation. To make you be born again. Hallelujah. Not now, especially us since the cross. Amen. You and I as Gentiles, which is considered to dogs and heathens and not right to the table, not a right, amen. We're not, we're not the children of God or the Israelites. We was a people without hope, without promise. But now Jesus Christ came and ripped that veil from top to bottom. And amen. Whosoever will, you and I got the will for holiness, and God's holiness are God's righteousness, I should say. Hey, look at the only way to attain that is through the power of being born again. So, but the earthly's got to be born before you can ever. The earthly man's got to be the, the corner man's first. Uh, the, the writer in the New Testament talks about that. Time, I just don't have the time to cover all that. And so Jesus addresses, no doubt, probably the appearance on Nicodemus' face and his response here. He says, marvel not. Don't be astounded. Don't be astounded this morning uh, that, 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 you know, this is not a task. It's impossible. It's not a task that can't be accomplished. It just depends on our hunger. It depends on our thirst. He that thirsts after God and the righteousness of God. He that hungers for his spirit and 
hungers to please him above everything and everybody else. That's the reason Jesus taught us that we got to love him. And, and he puts it to such a spectrum that he says to hate, unless we hate, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, sons, and daughters. Our love for him has to trump everything else. You know why? Jesus told us of a day that was coming that fathers would be against sons and sons against fathers and father-in-laws against son-in-laws. And you know the list, mother-in-laws. And, and so we got to love him and to be able to walk with him. And this is the same kind of love to receive it. And let me say it again. It's got to be more than a head knowledge. It's the heart. It's that seat of, a, of compassions. It's out of the heart, of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You find out what's the spirit of a man, a man, by the spirit of the man, by his conduct and his actions and, and what, he, what he likes and dislikes. So that's... So marvel not that I said unto he must be born again. He likens the Holy Ghost as unto the wind that bloweth where it listeth or wishes. Man, he, he likens it, amen, in a way of the Spirit because the wind acts what? The wind acts in a sovereign way. Oh, if we can control the wind, we can control a lot of things. If I come up with a means of being able to control wind, I'd be a billionaire before the sun sets today. We get control of the wind and come up with these turbines and create electricity for, for all the world. Amen. We can control the hurricanes and the whirlwinds. No more than we can control the wind, we can't control God either. We ain't got no business trying to control God. God's the one that needs to be uncontrolled. That's the reason when I come here, I didn't come to change the church. I came to church because I needed changing. I needed revamping. I needed re re born, being born again. I needed my mind to be touched. I needed my heart to be touched. I needed my spirit to be touched. Hey, because I'm not doing right. So, it's reason when the Holy Ghost is likened unto the wind, the sovereignty of it, and where he wishes, the least of resistance. It's amazing, amen, what the wind can do. And, and you know what? What the wind will do to those things that resist it. What happens to them? We, got, we call them shelters. But God can send the right wind. Blow that shelter all to pieces. Oh, yes, he could. And that's the same way with some of these other doctrines and beliefs. The Holy Ghost will blow it to pieces. That's the reason you need the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will reveal things unto you about the doctrine of error that you never saw before, that you never believed. Hallelujah. So don't be astounded about being born again. And the, 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 the essentiality of it, it's a must. Because without being born again, you can't save yourself. And you can't, you can't save yourself off of a man's doctrines and a man's ideas and opinions. You better find you a man that believes in the Holy Ghost. 
Ghost. You better find you a leader, amen, that, that believes in the, in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You better find you somebody that's walking in the Holy Ghost. If you're planning on making this journey, that's who you better be following. We're not interested in being a people of the dark and being blinded, but yet, amen, the Holy Ghost is the only thing, amen, that can open our eyes of understanding. Paul thought he was doing right, doing the things of God until that day of Damascus, that road to Damascus. The scales had to drop. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thy hearest the sound thereof. Thank God for that sound. I mean, we, we, on the day of Pentecost, it came as a sound of a mighty rushing wind. But yet there was something else that they heard. It's called cloven tongues. And this is that, that sign that you read throughout the book of Acts. Unto the Jews, unto the Samaritans, and unto the Gentiles. Everybody had the same, the showing up of being born again. Of speaking in that heavenly language. <laughs> oh, praise God. But canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Amen. That transformation, that changing. Man, what happened to you? I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I got the Holy Ghost, man. You don't, you don't do this and you don't go. What's gotten away? Man, you're looking different. You're acting different. You're, hey, you, you just, you know, what's... I got the Holy Ghost, man. I'm, I got introduced to truth. My eyes have been open. I've got an experience with God and, and telling people about it. Because I'm going to tell you something. The writer brings it out about the second part of this lesson. Everybody's got a Nicodemus. Everybody's got, amen, somebody to witness to. And that's, that's something in a spirit that needs to get hold of this church right here. I want to tell everybody about this Holy Ghost. We should never be ashamed to tell them about the Holy Ghost. Let them mock it. They've mocked it since the day of a cost. Hallelujah. But there's somebody out there hungry. And so you and I have just got to sow the seed called the Word of God, which happens to be the Holy Ghost. You can't separate them. They're all one and work together. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for that quickening spirit. Sin was brought in. And you can go to Romans, the sixth chapter. And our lesson talks about that. It talks about, amen, by the grace of God. Do we continue in sin? No. God forbid. It should never enter your mind. It should never enter. No, we're not in the sinning business. That don't mean we do everything thing right. That don't mean we don't ever mess up. What that means, I'm not a servant to it. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost and through, through true confession and pleading the blood of Christ. Amen. I'm going to overcome it. It's not going to rule me. It's not going to dominate. And I'm sure not going to try to drag it into heaven. Catch that one. Because that's exactly where a lot of people's at. They think they can dra drag their sins and actions and deeds into heaven. I'm saved just like I am and live, you know, can't serve two masters, can't have two. And there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, Ephesians 4. Thank God for this revelation this morning. Thank God for the experience that we've had today. Man, I'm telling you. All the silver and gold in the world. It's not more precious than the revelation and the experiencing of the Holy Ghost. The transforming and changing powers of it in our lives. The assurance and the comfort of it. It's more sure 
than all the CDs in the world. It's more sure than any position or job that you're holding. It's more sure than any or no education. It's more sure and promising a man than the government or the United States. And we're in the greatest nation in the world. But I'm telling you, it's more sure and more promising than what all this nation has to promise you and I. Hallelujah. And I know a lot of people want to get in the United States. And I can't blame them. If I was where they was at, living like they was living, and had to raise my children up, I might take a chance too. But you know what? This is a place everybody needs to take a chance. Why don't you just taste? and see what the Lord will do. Why don't you just sell out and say, all right, God, it's in your word. I'm going to believe it. Give me the Holy Ghost. I need a God. Help me to repent. Help me die out. Let me be born again. Don't marvel at that. Don't be amazed. Don't be, don't be bewildered by it. Don't, don't let things attack your mind and heart and spirit that try to persuade you that it's not true. Why don't you just try it and see? Praise God. You ever been to one of those reunions and there was a dish there that didn't look too, too attractive and you weren't real sure about it? And you bypassed it because you're just looking at a distance. We'll tell you something. This tabernacle plan with those badger skins and those curtains around it wasn't too attractive to the carnal eyes. What too attractive. In fact, our Lord Jesus Christ reads about how he was despised. <laughs> you just look at this church from the natural view. Amen. And you just look at it where they can't go here and they can't do that. We get to do a whole lot more than what they're doing. We get to, we get to party and get drunk. Amen. And drive home and don't have to worry about a DUI. We can, we can party. Amen. Anytime. And I don't have to wait till service time. Amen. You talk about having church. You talk about having a party. I'm telling you that the world stole this from the church. Amen. When you read about that upper room experience, they accused them of being drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning. Do some of us good to get drunk. Look like some of y'all got drunk last night. <laughs> hey, they'll know when you get drunk on this Holy Ghost, your appearance changes. Your actions changes. You get drunk enough on this Holy Ghost, you'll start taking chances. You'll start risking things. You'll start driving ways you didn't normally drive. you start acting ways you didn't act. That's what bothers me. People claim the Holy Ghost and they never have no joy and they never have a dance and they never have a shout and they don't, oh no, it's a package deal, sweetheart. Amen. Dancing, loving, worshiping God. I tell you, you can't contain it. You can't control it. But if you do, But if you do, it won't stay around long. It won't master long. Amen. I'm telling you, God, if we choose to do it by ourselves, God will let us. God will let us. He's a gentleman. If we choose to do it our way, he'll let us. But I don't want to do it my way. I want to be like Moses. I'm not going in that wilderness. We're not going nowhere without you, God, without your presence. Just give us an angel. Give us a man. We need you. And that's what he done. And he's done that in the New Testament. Amen. So Nicodemus answered said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? A master of Israel. A master of the Old Testament. 
master of what was supposed to happen and unfold and take place. But, uh, boy, it brings you right back to Revelation. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness, God will, will reveal himself unto that individual. But if they don't really hunger and thirst after God's righteousness and God's ways. It's kind of like that little baby. They spit it out as fast as you're putting it in. You can, you can you know, get tired of that and rub it on the back, but it won't do a whole lot of good. You can get tired of that spirit all over the face. It won't do a whole lot of good. You can dump it out on that table and say, well, you get it. If you don't, then, then die. Starve to death. Same way with this Holy Ghost and the Word of God. If you don't want, you don't want to spit it out. But it's at your cost. It's at my cost. Amen. If I spit out this truth, then there's nothing else. To whom? To whom, Peter said? To whom are we going to go that has the words of eternal life? There's no other place to go. There's no other name to call on. No other name's been given unto every word by we must be saved. Thank God for the revelation of the name and the power thereof. And so... He realized, come on, come on. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know. We speak that we do know. You say you know. Go back to what very beginning. Go back to what he said that. The same came unto Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know. We know that thou art from God. Okay? If you know that I'm from God, if you know, watch this one. If you know this is the word of God, then why don't we obey it? Why don't us respond to it? Boy, I'm feeling some little, little. There's a bunch of rabbits I could jump there, but I, I'm not. I'm afraid my time is going to run out. Maybe I shouldn't even have looked up there. But If I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall he believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Understand who was sent. Where did Jesus come from? Who art thou? Who sent you? Who gave you this authority? That's what they asked the blind man. Who healed your eyes? Finally, the blind man got aggravated at him. He said, I done told you half a dozen times you hadn't believed me. It was going to make I tell you again. He didn't quite put it that way. That's in William Moore, Southern Mississippi vernacular. Okay, praise God. But that was a message. <laughs> I done told you half a dozen times. You, you know, you ain't hearing me. That man called Jesus. Amen. You call him a sinner because he done it on the Sabbath day. But all I know, I was blind, but now I see. Mama, all I know, I was blind, but now I see. Revelation of the Holy Ghost. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost began to reveal some doctrines unto me that other people put under the rug and other people wanted to shine from. You know why? Because the blind leading the blind. They never experienced it. How can they tell you to experience it? They've never had it. And if they got it, what'd they do with it? How'd they allow it to lead them? The Holy Ghost still, watch this, the Holy Ghost only lead us if we're willing to be led. 
We can allow our old spirit to rebel against it. Stiff neck. We ain't got to, we ain't got to follow what that preacher says. You, you're absolutely right. God gives us that liberty and freedom upon this earth. God's not going to arrest nobody. God's not going to send out the highway patrol. He's not going to send out the sheriff and the deputies. They're not going to come pull a nine millimeter on you and handcuff you and, and, and bring you to church and make you live for God. They're not going to go home with you and every, every day when you're supposed to be praying, he's not going to put a gun to you. I put them to your baby and say, you better get to praying. I'm going to blow their brains out. That's not going to happen. Whosoever will. <laughs> It's something about this Holy Ghost just loving it and the power thereof. Amen. To dance and worship, magnify. You know what? If the only time you ever dance in the presence of God is here, shame on you. You're robbing yourself. Man, I tell you what, I cut, I cut a whole lot better rugs back there than that off of just me and the Lord. I have to worry about nobody looking at me. I have to worry about if I trip and fall, it don't matter. Nobody but me and the Lord saw it. He don't mind and I don't mind it either. It ain't about me anyway. It's about God. It's about having a relationship and a fellowship with Jesus Christ. And have a communion with him and revelation. This is where revelations come. This is where you keep that relationship strong and powerful. You can't just wait Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. That's not much of a fellowship and a relationship be lacking praise God man this, this is a wrong lesson it really is he goes he talks about the, the power of it now watch this if, if you don't think the need of the Holy Ghost let's go to Acts 10 let's go to a man Cornelius a man that his prayers and his almsgiving. And watch this. He believed in God. Cornelius believed in God. Cornelius prayed unto God. God was able to use him to bless people. In fact, his alms and prayers became a memorial before God. To the place that God sends him an angel. And instructs him who are the place to send to get a man. Because God chose the method of preaching of the gospel. Of the death, burial, and resurrection. <laughs> Amen. I know a lot of people go to Roman. The Roman road where making confession. But they bypass those first scriptures that talks about the gospel. And preaching of the gospel. How can he preach unless he's called? How beautiful the feet that comes and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter makes that clear unto us in 1 Corinthians 13th chapter. Amen. This is the gospel. This is a good time. This is good news. What is that good news? That death has been conquered. That a debt has been paid. And it's paid in none other but Jesus Christ. How did he? So we follow parallel with Jesus Christ. We follow parallel with the chief cornerstone. We follow parallel with the high priest called Jesus Christ. What did he do? He died. But he didn't only die. Amen. He just barred a tomb. Watch this. Jesus Christ barred a womb. He barred a tomb. He barred a cross. Amen. None of that was his. He took our place. Amen. From the wound, from the tomb, amen, from the cross to the sky. You know what? If we'll follow that parallel direction of repentance and baptism and finish all the go, we're going up, honey. We're going up. We're going up. This is the most exciting thing you're going to ever experience. It's born again of the water and the spirit. 
And we're not about to let it just dry away. We're not about to let it just. I don't care how sick you get tired of me preaching about it, talking about it. I'm telling you, it's a massive. It's a massive. We must be born again of the water and the spirit. Are we going to light thereof? Don't matter how much righteous we do. Don't matter how many good deeds we do. We got to be born. And not only born, but rebirth. The apostles did. <laughs> two chapters later, Acts 2, filled with the Holy Ghost again. These earthen vessels are not so perfect. <laughs> Man, sometimes that slime gets a hole in it. You know what I'm talking about. That pitch without and within. Sometimes these old earthen vessels, sometimes that shield of faith wasn't quite high enough. That fiery dart, those few words. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Praise God. We've all been there. We, I mean, I mean we, we dealt with it. But thank God for the blood and thank God for an altar. Thank God, amen, that we can come and call on him and be born again. I'm glad it wasn't just a one experience. And I know we, we can look at Noah and we can look at Moses. We can look at a lot of those places where, amen, and far as we know, maybe God only spoke to him one time. But, but I don't know. It took Noah 120 years to build an ark. Amen. Did he just tell him this one time? And, you know, I know one thing. Noah got it done. So what I'm trying to tell you is God equip us. That's in the book. May God equip us. God equipped us with the Holy Ghost. He equipped us with his name. He equipped us with his spirit. He equipped us with his love and, and anointing. He equipped the church. He equipped the church to be a revivalist church. He equipped the church to be a victorious church. He equipped the church to be a mighty church. I'm telling you, there's no greater institute, amen, than the church itself. We're greater than the White House. We're greater than Russia. We're greater than China. We're greater than Japan. You can put them all together. I'm telling you, the church is still greater. We don't have nothing to fret and be worried about. God's got this thing, honey. He's starting. He's big enough to finish him. We'll just follow his footsteps after being born again, everything's going to be all right. So when you look at Cornelius, a devout man, one that feared God, the Bible says with all of his house, you know the story how that Peter, Peter, a man was moved after, after Cornelius had received this vision or dream Visitation for the angel and receiving instructions. Now here's Peter. It's about noontime and he's a little hungry. But as they prepare the meal, he, the Bible says he goes into a trance. And God sends down a sheet. A man knit at the four corners. Held, and there's all kind of four-footed beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air that Peter never put in his mouth. But God, God speaks to him. And watch this. Peter recognizes the voice of God immediately. Don't tell us that we won't fuss with God. If Peter did, so do we. <laughs> yes, he did. He told God, he said, hey, I've never put anything common or unclean in my mouth. What do you mean rise up and eat? God went on to tell him, said, no. But anything, watch this, that God cleansed. Listen to that. What God hath cleansed, that call thou not coming. Don't call it coming. Not what God's cleansed. God's got a way of cleansing us. 
God's got a method of cleansing us and keeping us pure and upright and cold before him. The pure in heart is going to see God. Guarding your heart is the most precious thing that you and I can do. But you can't do it by yourself. You got to have the Holy Ghost. You got to have the Word of God. You got to have a church. You got to have a high fivefold ministry. There's a lot of things that please a man in all of it working together. You got to have a family because none of us is an island. None of us can make it on our own. Hey man, you hear me? Hallelujah. Your body is connected and every part needs to be connected and let the blood and the life flow by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the Word of God. Hey man, that's, that's how we can produce children and healthy children and godly children. Hey man, God bringing them to a godly atmosphere, bringing them into a realm and a place where the power of God, the love of God. All of this is all, all hinges and, and the foundation of it, the very beginning is being born again of the water and of the spirit. As Peter receives this and time will allow me but just go down about the 34th verse. Then Peter opened his mouth. He comes. He listens to the guys that God. He listens to God. He makes his way there. It's the next day. Makes his way there. They're looking. Cornelius is waiting. The family's waiting. And, and so now Peter, he takes this, uh, the, the place and begin to speak to them. Now listen, Cornelius, you know, a lot of people has a lot of problem. I ain't going to bow down to no man. I ain't got to do nothing. I'm going to tell you something. Cornelius didn't have no problem at all following the defeat of, G, of the Peter. He received him because what? He was a messenger. He was going to give him the message to make heaven his destination. I'm going to tell you something. He's an anointed man of God and a preacher of God. I'm not talking about bowing down to him. And I'm not for this. I've seen them, you know, shine their feet. I'm not for that. Peter's wasn't either. He told him, he said, can't you get up? I'm a man just like you. I believe there is a limit. I believe there is a place. And I, I believe in giving honor and honor and tri tribute to tribute. And I, I believe in all that. <laughs> but I think we better have a right spirit about it. I think, I, believe, I do believe sometimes we can get like the Pharisees that wanted all the high positions and all the recognition and, and be called rabbis and all this out in the marketplace and all this other stuff. Even among us as apostolics. I'm not your savior. You can make it without me, but you can't make it without Jesus. You can make it without me, but you can't make it without the Holy Ghost. You can make it, amen, without this church, but you can't make it, amen, without Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? Amen. So that's what you got to understand. But, but uh, on the other hand, let me flip that coin. But you don't need to get the attitude and the spirit, amen, that you can just treat a preacher any old way or talk to him any old way. Not when he preached you the truth. Not when he was under the anointing God and gave you God's word. Because when you treat him that way, when he brought you God's word, you just acted up against God, not the man. That's all the difference. That makes all the difference in the world. It's my words. It's my opinions. You can debate and fuss and we'll get down and roll. Won't make any difference because we're both wrong. <laughs> but when it's God's word, it don't matter how much fussing and fighting and killing and whatever we do, the word's forever settled in heaven. And nobody has the power or the ability to change it. Nobody. So, here he is, Peter. Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is what no respecter person. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness. He that feareth him and worketh righteousness. In every nation. I'll tell you who's going to get the Holy Ghost. It's those that's desiring righteousness. That desires God and his promises. That's selling out. And they're not, they're not looking at what I got to give up. They're not looking at that. Oh, that's not even bothering them. Because they're sick of the world and the things of the world. And it's failed them so miserably. They're ready for change. They're ready for something that's real and powerful. That brings a peace, a joy, 
Come on. That's the kingdom of the Holy Ghost. Those nine fruits, it's a package deal. Folks, this is the greatest thing that can happen to us. Let's stand. I know my time's up. It's almost 11.45. God is no respecter of person. It's his heartbeat and desire to save all of humanity. God gets no glory out of the wicked dying. It's God's will. Hear me this morning. It's God's will for us to make it. Put that in your heart. Put that in your spirit. God, it's your will for me to make it. Help me, Lord. Give me strength. Give me guidance, direction. Lead me. Help me live for you, God. Lord, if I don't have the Holy Ghost, help me to see it. Help me to believe it. Help me overcome. Help me overcome those ingredients that's, that's hindering. Come on, Paul had to face Satan sometimes and even confess Satan hindered him. Satan can hinder us. The spirits of the world, people, individuals can hinder. And they may not even realize what they're doing because if they're walking in darkness, they don't want to admit that they're walking in it. They're not going to confess. But if you go in truth, guess what? You may be the only hope they got. So don't do it just for yourself. But what about those that you could win? Don't ever believe that little old message from the pits of hell. Where it's nobody but my soul, I'll die. What about the souls you could have witnessed to and won? What about the call of God and the election of God that God was going to use you? What about all those souls? So it's not because the Bible says nobody dies to themselves and nobody lives to themselves. You're influencing somebody. You're a witness of somebody. Thank God for the Holy Ghost this morning, church. Born again, the love of God, the power of God that flows through us. Let it flow. Obey it. Don't, don't. Don't wrestle. No, let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. Tell people, love people, witness to them. I don't care what kind of walks of life they got. God, God positioned that. God brought that about. They may look like on the outside that they don't have no desire at all for God, but they're waiting for somebody to do a little planning or a little watering. Because one or the other's got to take place for God, if not both. Before, watch this, God can give an increase. Let's tell them. Let's leave it before them. Let's walk in the powers and the joy and the comforts of it. Huh. Not, not, not with arrogance. Don't, don't, don't try to operate it like a, ma- a mind over matter and, uh, you know, this blabbit stuff. No. I'm talking about really being led by the Holy Ghost. And for God and for the glory of the Father. Our works would please the Father. Steady to show ourselves approved unto God as vessels of God with the fruits and the representation who's the Lord of our lives. We're going to be like David. I choose the Lord to be my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not going to lack. Well, I'm not saying it's not without troubles and disappointments, but, but I'm going to finish. I'm going to make it. The Holy Ghost is not going to fail me. My God's not going to fail me. He's going to help me. He, he's going to see me through. I've been born again. I, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I've experienced. We, we, we know this. 
If you've experienced the Holy Ghost, you know. Holy Ghost, they help us. Let's pray. God, we love you this morning and appreciate you. Folks, I'm not in a Baptist church. Let's pray. God, we ask you to reach down and touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits here today. Help us as individuals to open up our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Calling on the Lord. Calling on the Holy Ghost. Calling on the will of our Heavenly Father. We want to please you, Lord. We want to please you in this service this morning. We want the power of that resurrecting power unveil itself, manifest itself. God, operate through us as your vessels. We hunger and thirst in God for the pouring out of the Spirit. God, help us to stay committed and dedicated in what we're doing. But God, help us go beyond that. Help us reach for higher watermarks. Help us reach out to souls of humanity, God, in our community, in our workplaces, and wherever we go. Help us realize that there are some Nicodemuses out there, God, and that you want to lead us and guide us and put us in your stead as a voice of yours witnessing about the Holy Ghost, a witnessing about the love of God and the love of the Master, and that love would flow through us by our actions. That love would throw, flow through us by obedience. That love, God, because we would be under the power and the influence of the Holy Ghost. We would allow the Spirit God of the world. We would allow the spirit of intimidation. We would allow the other spirits, God, to rob the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost to work through these earthen vessels to be soul winners and light bearers and the salt of the earth. I pray as you baptize this church and body of believers as you guide and lead us even in this coming week, you help us, God, to be the testimony and have we put forth the word of the testimony and the powers of your grace and mercy will find its place in the hearts and souls and lives of humanity. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. This thing is real. It's powerful. It's undeniable. Let's let it work. Love you this morning. God bless you.